0: Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about the key to losing weight fast. And I know that's what you wanna do and we're gonna talk about that because um, the first thing you have to understand is what is fast weight loss? Is fast weight loss when you lose 20 pounds in a month and then gain it all back the second month? Or is fast weight loss when you lose five pounds a month for the next 10 months and keep it off? Right, so we got to redefine what is fast weight loss. If you just lose a little bit and then put it back on because you can't sustain it, is that fast weight loss or is that temporary weight loss? So I think the first thing we got to do is redefine what we mean. Do you mean temporary or do you mean permanent? And I think once you start adding that into the equation, it changes everything. Because if you're going to do something that's unsustainable to you, Uh, it doesn't matter what it is because everyone's different, but maybe you're trying to do keto. Maybe you're trying to fast. Maybe it doesn't matter whichever strategy you're trying to use. If it feels like you're white knuckling it, if it feels like something that you can't wait till it's over. If when you think about doing it for the next three years, you panic and have an anxiety attack. Um, that's probably not a path to fast weight loss. That's probably a path to temporary weight loss. that you are going to put back on. So once you redefine the process as being one where you want to lose the weight for good, that you want to get to your goal weight and live to the rest of your life on near autopilot, that's what we mean by weight fast weight loss. So again, whether you lose 20 pounds in a month and put it back on, or whether you lose five pounds a month and lose all the weight you want in a year, again, which one becomes faster? And uh, this is the first step to really walking a new path. You know, because whichever path you choose, different strategies are gonna present themselves. If what you're really focused on is temporary, fast, extreme weight loss, doing something that's unsustainable, uh, then you're obviously gonna pick more intense plans, right? You're gonna choose plans where you start off cutting 50, 60% of your calories, uh, where you're making dramatic changes to your eating, to your exercising. And the chances are, if you step into a plan that's really intense on day one and you're expecting to maintain that until you lose the weight, chances are you're not going to do that, (laughs) okay? not to sound negative. Um, But what's a much more realistic strategy is you start more slowly. You slowly introduce new thoughts, feelings, behaviors, um, eating behaviors, exercising patterns that are sustainable and that cause you to drop some weight but that you can keep up for a long period of time. So I guess what I'm saying here is you got to redefine what is fast weight loss and what's temporary weight loss. And once you do that, it changes the whole process in front of you, you know, lets you choose which path you want to do. Now here you're saying, well, I want to do fast. I want fast results that last forever. Good luck. You know, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you all of a sudden drop two, three, four pounds a week and keep that up because the only way to do that is do extreme things. And it's very hard to keep that up. So it's not like a broken record here, but this is what it comes down to. And I'm trying to come at it from different angles so you can finally see that the way you're trying to lose weight is very difficult because you're trying to get really fast results. And if you ease up on how you define fast results, you can start walking a path that's much more comfortable where you're not trying to change all you're eating at once, where you're not trying to exercise like crazy all at once you start off slowly and strategically implementing a systematic approach to living at your goal weight. And that's much more comfortable. You know, again, the path of weight loss is a lot harder than the path of weight mastery. Because if you focus on mastery, you focus on not just the weight loss that you're achieving, but even more on the process you're using to achieve it. So I hope this helps you focus in on the long-term results that I know you actually want. And not just the short-term results that come and go. And that you've probably done multiple times. And so I hope this clarifies that for you and helps you out. Um, If anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will do my best uh, to answer them. Uh, Shamsa, how you doing? Says, please, what's the best pre-workout? Everyone recommends different brands. Uh, I I don't understand what the question is. Pre-workout, what? Snacks or meals or i'm not sure what that is um but i wouldn't know anyways i'm not really a workout expert you know so i do know a bit about it oh powders okay yeah like protein powders uh yeah i wouldn't have the first idea about that sorry <laughs> um i you know really like what program yourself then what i really focus in on now this is partly because this is what i want to focus in on so you know i always say you know the golden rule of program yourself then is that there's no right or wrong it's only what works for you you know so uh working out has not been a focus of mine i'm, I'm kind of lazy and i don't really like working out i've started doing some resistance training for other reasons other than the weight loss reasons uh but you know 30 years i've I dropped 50 pounds and i maintain that same weight for 30 years and i've done it really by mastering how i eat uh because again i, I know i'm lazy and i really want to build around my strengths so laziness is strength yeah sure i'm just good at it <laughs> i'm good at being lazy and finding the easiest way to do things and so um, that way for me has not included working out, you know, but yeah. So which powders are best? I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah. So if you have any other questions, anyone feel free to ask them, you know, I love to, I, I think what I can do. So I get on here every day, you know, weekday is, uh, I like to bring you a different perspective, you know, on this process. I think so often when it comes to weight loss. It's like you get the one, it's really crazy. And you may not even realize it. You know, that diet mindset is so pervasive that you don't even realize you're in it, <laughs> right? Because it's like everyone that wants to lose weight is, is trying to diet. And a lot of people can't separate weight loss from dieting at this point. You know, it's like, well, how are you going to lose weight? I'm going to go on a diet. Maybe I'll get surgery. Maybe I'll do the new medicine, you know. And uh, that's usually the three options people kind of lean on. And, uh, you know, I like to bring a different perspective in because I think it's a underrepresented one, you know, which really is about changing your mindset. You know, how do you shift your mindset uh, so that you do the things that get you the results you want? Uh, I always say, you know, most people, I'm sure this is true for you. Most people have a good sense of what they should and shouldn't eat, what they should and shouldn't do. That's not really the problem. The bigger problem is that you lack the ability to get yourself to do it consistently. You know, you don't really have much strategy and how to influence your behavior. Uh, the one tool you have is willpower. And so you try and force yourself to follow these plans. And so when you look at it that way, you start to realize, well, geez, every diet is kind of the same. Every weight loss plan is the same uh, in the sense that they're saying, okay, do this. You know, they give you the plan and then they say, good luck, you know? And now you're left to your own devices to try and figure out how to get yourself to do it. As I said, you got willpower. And what you most likely experience is that you are able to do it for a little while, a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, and then it just kind of fades and you can't keep it up. That's most people's experience. And you start to think, well, it's me. no matter what I do, I can't lose weight, I can't do it, you know? And you start to take it on as a personal deficit, like it's a character flaw that you can't follow a diet to lose weight. When in reality, the problem is that you don't really have a strategy. Just knowing what to do is not enough. I like the example of, like, information doesn't equal behavior. You know everything there is to know about writing with your hand, right? You can write a letter, a sentence, a paragraph with your hand, um, but that doesn't mean you can do it with the other hand, you see? So so that's a good, that, that example is really important because you with your weight loss just keep looking for more information, more things you should not shouldn't eat, more exercise you should and shouldn't do, more different philosophies and hacks you can use to lose weight. And you spend very little time focusing on how do you get yourself to actually follow through the things you already know you should do. And that's where I've spent in the last 30 years um, focusing on. Uh, hey, what's up, sunflower? Sunflower says consistency is key, hard to master. Quitting drugs was easier than controlling my eating. Fair enough, Sunflower. I I like to say that, you know, weight loss is really like a managed addiction. And I think you're right because a lot of most things that people are addicted to, they just stop them and that's it. They're not really interfacing with them. You know, drugs, you're either doing them or then you stop doing them. And with food, you're always interfacing with it. So it's a different thing in that sense. Uh, So it takes a different mindset. And... You know, I'm uniquely qualified for that because I'm a gray area person in a lot of ways uh, where, you know, I I don't want to give up sugar. You know, some ways I think a sugar like cocaine, it's very harmful in some ways. Um, But on the other hand, I still like eating it sometimes. So that's an uncomfortable place to be. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance in that place. But I think it's helpful when it comes to managing weight because it's not black or white. You know, it's not all or nothing. And I think that's very helpful when it comes to weight loss. Um, Yeah, consistency is key and it's hard to master. But I like the framing of this process of, of mastering your weight, not losing weight, mastering your weight is a process of mastery. I was just thinking this today, a big part of what informs program yourself then in this approach to weight mastery was really martial arts. You know, that was really one of the first things I ever studied where it was like, it's a lifelong thing. Like, like you, you practice it, you do it, but there's always room to grow. There's always new things to learn, always ways to improve. And that idea of doing something where there, there was no finish line, you know, there, there was just always improved as an attitude of, of mastery. That was the first place I ever experienced that. And that really informs a lot of what we're doing here. Um, it is, it's, it's living like a warrior. It is living, chasing mastery. And that's the focus because weight loss has this phony, arbitrary bullshit finish line, right? Where it's like, oh, we'll just want to lose the weight. Well, guess what folks, not to bum you out, but as soon as you lose the weight, that's when the fucking work starts. <laughs> what do you, what do you think happens? Like what happens when you get to your goal weight? Do you think magically, like what, what happens? <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been living it the same way for 30 years. I'm, I'm always, I'm always optimizing and tweaking my mindset, my lifestyle, my eating. I'm always making it better and improving on it. It's a, it's a, it's a, a process, a path of mastery to me. I'm always looking to make it better and learn new things, get better and improve and blah, blah, blah. blah. And so that sets me up for long-term success, you know, where most people when they're doing the weight loss, I'm just going to follow this plan to the letter and then I'm going to lose my weight. And well, then what? I'll figure it out then. No, you won't. You need to give it a lot of thought because living as a thin person is a completely different thing than losing weight. And if you really are honest with yourself, you realize, yeah, I'm okay at losing weight. I'm shit at actually maintaining it and living as a thin person. And it's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's because you never fucking practice being a thin person. Never. You're obsessed with losing weight. And so you never, ever, never practice being a thin person, mastering your maintenance, mastering your weight. You never practice that. You never look at it that way. You're just always thinking, how can I lose the weight? How can I lose weight? Yeah. How to choose a goal weight for myself? Great question because a lot of people, this is one of the first places where we always start because most people choose the wrong goal weight. Meaning they just pick this arbitrary goal weight. I've asked I've done five over five thousand private weight loss sessions, and it's like, okay, what's your goal weight? They'll give me a number. Why did you choose that? I can't tell you the number of people who say, oh, um, uh, that's because what I weighed when I got married. That's what I weighed when I was eighteen. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just like, just pull it out of the air. That's my doctor said away. Okay. So the first thing I do is give your goal weight a lot of meaning. There's a good chance that goal weight you have doesn't mean shit anymore. If anything, it just means failure because you've said the same number for. 20 years and so it's like now you just associate the number of failure anyways but you really need to give that that number a lot more meaning and so what i suggest to you is that you choose a goal weight that gives you the best quality of life how about that (laughs) you know because why are you picking the number you picked you know most likely it's just a number you've been like obsessively saying forever but you don't even know why because guess what your weight doesn't live in a vacuum you don't just pick a number. I want to be X amount of pounds because guess what? You got to live and eat a certain way in order to live at that weight and achieve that weight. You might not be willing to do that. If you pick this really low weight where there's a good chance you're doing and it requires you to like, you know, live a real strict lifestyle, eating carrots and drink water all day, that you're not willing to do that, then why are you picking that weight? You've got it. you know what I mean? There's an incongruency in you. I almost guarantee it. There always is. And so the weight you're picking is probably one that you don't, you're not willing to do the things to live at that weight. It's just some dream. I just wish I could wake up at that weight tomorrow. But you have to bring it back into the realm of reality and realize I need to live and eat a certain way in order to achieve what weight I want to live at. And you need to find that sweet spot. You know, where's the sweet spot where I get the most enjoyment? Giving up all my favorite foods, that's not a good quality of life. You know, obviously being overweight you know really high weight and you're not happy with that that's not a good quality of life so where's the sweet spot that's what you need to figure out for yourself okay and once you figure that out though it changes the whole process because you'll feel a sense of congruency you know and that's very powerful um, um sherry says i need a strategic plan to address emotional eating i'm emotionally <laughs> mary i just saw that i found you two weeks ago and i'm obsessed thank you i uh, i appreciate that mary that, that means a lot to me and uh, that's why i do it you know again uh i, I give all this stuff away for free if you're want to take it a step forward you know make an investment in yourself i have coaching programs as well um but but that's awesome that makes me happy um sherry says i need a strategic plan to address emotional eating i'm emotionally lazy don't want to feel them yeah yeah uh sherry you're not alone in this culture we're trained in condition to use food as the primary emotional management strategy. So yeah, and program yourself. Then that's one of the, one of the sections, there's a mindset, mindset, blueprint, lifestyle, blueprint, eating blueprints. They're fill in the blank blueprints that you fill out, customized to your own life preferences, genetics, all that, that stuff. Um, And one section of the mindset piece is emotions because exactly what you said. So you need to create other strategies, other ways to feel the emotions you want to feel. And to deal with the emotions you don't want to feel. Because most likely, again, right now, you're using food to do most of that, okay? So, um, yeah, you're right. So, so strategic plan to address emotional eating. I'll give you this, right? So I'll take you the first step down that path is start to recognize you've got different emotional eating routines and patterns, okay? So the first step to, to fixing your emotional eating is to start to recognize what type of emotional eating am I doing? Mean let me I'll give you a couple examples. You may find like in the afternoon you're eating at work because you're bored or you're stressed. And so you're using that to relieve the stress or the boredom. Okay. Um, at night you might be eating because you feel lonely. Okay. These are just two examples. Uh, but now all of a sudden you can, once you realize what, what the emotions you're eating to avoid or feel are, now you can ask the magic question of how can I deal with this boredom in a way that does not involve food? What else can I do? How can I deal with this loneliness in a way that doesn't involve food? And you start asking that question, you start getting answers. Maybe I'll call some friends. Maybe I'll make a plan with someone and go meet them. Um board them, maybe I'll read a book for, you know, 15 minutes during my break or whatever. So it starts with a better question. You know, and so the, the, the question is not, with, how do I stop this emotional eating? Because that's what most people do. But that emotional eating is serving a purpose you're getting a positive benefit out of that emotional eating. And what a lot of people do is they throw the emotional eating out, but they also throw out the emotional benefit they were getting out of it. So if you've been using food to relax and reward yourself for working really hard all day, and now at night you get rid of the emotional eating, you know, a couple days go by and you're happy you haven't eaten, but now you're ready to kill someone because you had no stress relief. You had no relaxation, you see? So so again, we want to find out what the purpose is, find better ways to, to get that. And then the the eating a lot of times naturally just kind of fades away. Um, And if it doesn't fade away, at least it's a lot easier to now deal with because you're getting that emotional um, need fulfilled, okay? Um, Sunflower, mastering it gives me the power. I like the terminology. Yeah, exactly, sunflower. And plus mastery, you know, a lot of people approach weight loss very conditionally. Okay, I'm going to try and lose weight. And it's like you try for a week. right. And it's like, nah, it didn't work. I didn't lose any weight. Fuck this. (laughs) You know, done. And it's like, what if don't take this the wrong way? But it's like most people, when they approach their weight loss, they're big fucking babies. And I I mean that in the nicest way. I usually use this story to illustrate the point. If you had a kid and you wanted them to learn the piano and they're like, I don't want to play the piano. And they're like, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll take lessons for a month. But if I'm not good by the end of the month, I'm quitting. Right. And you being like, yeah, okay, great. That sounds like a great idea. Give it a month, see if you're great. And then if you're not quit, you would never say that to them. Why? because that's a, <laughs> they're not gonna be good after a month, right? And so it's like, you'd say, no, 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 just listen, you start taking lessons, you're gonna get better and better over time, right? And that's what you'd say to them with a the piano metaphor. But when it comes to your diet, you're, not, you're just like that kid. Oh, give it a week. Let me see how I did it. Oh, I did it for a week. I've been eating good for a week. I didn't lose a pound. Well, who gives a shit? So what? So what if you did it for a week? A week doesn't mean anything. No, I did it for a month. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so what? I don't care. A month doesn't mean anything. So, so, you know what I mean, if you're doing it for a month and you're counting every day, like you're in jail, that means that that process sucks. You need to figure out a process of weight loss that just kind of smooths into your life. That, that's comfortable. That's easy to do. So you're not like, mm, it's been 30 days, 31 days, 32 days. You have to, you know, I mean? if you feel that way, that's a good indicator that that plan sucks. Like, I love how I, how I eat. I love how I live. You know what I mean? Like every day I'm looking to tweak it and optimize it, and master it more and more and more. And so again, I take the power of that, and that's how I approach it. And if I don't get the results, I look as okay. What can I tweak? What can I do here? You know, you're probably approaching your weight loss very conditionally, where it's like if I get the results I want, then I'll stick with it, and if I don't, I'm quitting. You know, and you tell me what in your life you get good results of when you're conditional, you know. I, I, probably not too many things. So that's something I'd suggest you take a look at. Tony Robbins has got the best version of this kind of example that I've seen. And he always asked the question, he's like, how long would you give your kid to walk? Right? If you had a kid and you were going to teach him to walk, how long would you give him to, to learn how to walk before you cut him off and said, that's it, <laughs> stupid asshole. You don't know how to walk. You're done. You're never going to walk. Right. And it's like, it's a joke, but it's like, you would never do that. Right. He said, my kid's going to practice until they walk. You know, it's that attitude that gets you the results you want, not your conditional, okay, well, I'll try this for a week or two and see what happens. You know what's going to happen? Nothing. And you're going to quit. You know, so just save yourself the time and don't even do it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I used to be a fish. I like that name. I have ACL reconstruction surgery in a week and I am going to be not, not walking for six weeks. And uh, is there a question there? I didn't see the question, but I'm assuming, yeah, again, the reconstruction, you're going to be, you know, really sedentary and that's a problem. I get that. However, you know, every, you know, adversity has a seat of, uh, you know, opportunity in it. And so it becomes an opportunity to really focus in on your eating. You know, and what I would suggest is that you really fixate on calorie density of food, volume of food, different people refer to it in different ways, but find foods that have low calorie density, spoiler alert, fruits, vegetables, greens, beans. You know, natural foods tend to take up a lot of space and have not much calories in them compared to cookies, potato chips, you know what I mean, processed foods. And so um, really focus on the eating piece of it. You can lose all the weight you want without moving one ounce more than you normally do. You do not need to exercise to lose weight, okay? You just need to lower your calorie consumption. And so that gives you an opportunity to focus on your calorie um, consumption and to find strategic ways to lower it is what I would suggest you do there. Um, choosing a weight that's not in the normal range, according to BMI is fine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be in the obese range, I would say, because that's when there are pretty, pretty established correlations with, with health issues. Okay. But you know, they come out and a lot of that does come down to exercising and activity. You know what I mean? Like, like that can make up for a lot of the weight numbers. Um, but people at normal weight at, in the overweight range, you know, up to a point, it is diminishing returns on that part of it but but in you know up to almost the obese level if you are active that weight does not have to have an impact on your health and so that does bum me out a little because I I, listen I don't know what you think of the BMI chart I think it's a good place to start you know just to kind of get a a ballpark rule of thumb where should I be at but then you figure out you know what I mean if if you living the lifestyle that you're comfortable with and, and feel good with it's in the overweight range i think health-wise you're fine and then it just becomes a personal preference okay but but if if health is a main thing for you there's a lot of study and evidence coming out that being in that overweight range um does not necessarily make you healthier or more unhealthy than it being in the normal range okay so that's something to think about and then so it just becomes a personal preference of how you want to live and what your goals are so yeah I, i think it'd be fine that that's the the studies i've seen Catherine says i lost 19 pounds i have 14 to go sometimes i get bored and i eat yeah, I get it, Catherine. I mean, that's just a normal pattern of things, you know. That's why I would say one of the biggest distinctions between like diets and program yourself then is the diets are really built around perfection. You know, the diet mindset, you have to understand it's, it's you, with a diet mindset, you approach weight loss like it's a sprint. And if you run a sprint, you have to be perfect to win. You know, so that's where you get that all or nothing mindset because you think of it as a short-term thing. I'm going to do it perfect so I lose the weight the quickest, which magnifies any mistakes you make feel catastrophic in that mindset. And so with Program Yourself, then we really start by just fixing, by getting 1% better today than you were yesterday and then tomorrow 1% better. It's it's complete opposite, you know, because again, diets, you, you pop in on day one trying to be perfect and that's a tall order. You know, It's a, that's a lot of, effort and it's overwhelming and most people feel that and so anyways i prefer to lengthen the time frame because how long do you want to keep the weight off for you stay forever right and so who gives a shit if it takes you six months or a year to lose the weight like again it depending on how much weight you want to lose but who cares like so what if it takes you a year what's your rush <laughs> your your obsession with the rush and your impatience is probably the number one thing that's keeping you stuck in that diet cycle you know so you, you've got to change that up and start realizing you want to keep the weight off forever. That's why I always say I would I would suggest you shift your goal from I want to lose weight to I want to get to my goal weight and live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on your autopilot. That's a much more specific articulated goal of what you actually want. And that sets your subconscious mind up for more success because it's more specific and accurate. OK, so um, but, but hey, and, and so when you start linking that time frame, you start to realize perfections. There, there's no Perfection. The longer you make that time frame, there's no perfection. And so uh, what you're saying is, yeah, sometimes I get bored and I eat. Yeah, so do I, you know what I mean? So like in my view of weight mastery, there's no perfection. There's just a consistent trend towards being better. There's no perfection along that path. I never see myself ever being perfect. I just see myself consistently being better than I've been. I love that mindset because it'll, it sets me up for success for when I make mistakes. And guess what? I'm always gonna make mistakes. But I, in that mindset, the mistakes are seen as they are. You know what I mean? They're, they're this big. In the diet mindset, the mistakes are this big, right? They feel catastrophic. So anytime you make a mistake and you feel kind of discouraged, again, reference your time frame. What time frame are you thinking in? You know, extend it. Um, <laughs> Doriana, how you doing? Hey, Jim, so happy to catch you your live. Nice. Hope you're doing well. Um, I used to be a fish. I heard I have to eat at a calorie surplus in order for it to heal well, though, but I don't w- want to lose abs. A calorie surplus in order to heal well? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what kind of deficit you may be in, but um, as long as you're maintaining a similar calorie consumption, um, I'd probably drop at a pound or two, or a pound or two, some calories, I suppose, if you're really... But, I mean, the i don't know if different people are different so i don't and i know where you're at you know, in the the program i have a different suggestion but um i guess just look at both sides of it and make a decision what you want to do you can either eat some more and feel like you're going to heal up quicker if that's what you believe and then you can go back to cutting back down and getting the abs back or you can just lower the calorie consumption see how you heal and then maintain the abs while you go i guess those are the two options and just weigh them against each other and see which one feels feels best Um, Kaja, love your videos. Thank you. Do you think it could happen that I eat perfectly in deficit but don't lose weight? I'm so glad you asked that because I just did a coaching call yesterday, and program yourself. Then there's coaching calls every Tuesday and Thursday, which are invaluable. Uh, I, I can't point that out enough. But one of the things that happened is one of the clients got on there, and she goes, "I've been really just. She's been doing awesome. You know, it's been like four weeks of just like." tremendous shifts in mindset, behaviors, eating, all of it. And the weight really hasn't moved that much. And, you know, I could see that in her, and this is the most common thing. It, one of the most common limiting beliefs someone can have is in the back of their head, they're like, what if I what if I change all my eating, and I go on a calorie deficit, and I don't lose any weight, you know? And that little limiting belief, and I wanna share this with you, because I shared this with her, and it's, it's a profound concept, because we all have these limiting beliefs in the back of our head. And here's the difference, though. Most people leave those beliefs in the back of their mind, and they just try and ignore them. And what happens is when you try and ignore these limiting beliefs, they, they grow bigger like a monster. You know, your fear grows. And you say, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about I just want to keep eating. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about Here's the secret to that. You take that little thought, and you bring it to the front of your mind. Uh, because back here, it's like a monster. It's subconscious. You're not using your logic and your rationality back here. So you want to bring these limiting be- beliefs, these little fears you have, bring them right to the front and look at them with your logical, conscious mind. And you say, is it possible that I would cut down calories for the next year and not lose weight? Is Do I believe that's possible? And you think about it. What do you think? And, and again, I'm not telling you what to think. I'm asking you to genuinely put in front of your mind, ask yourself the question, if I create a calorie deficit for the next year, is there any way that I don't lose weight? And I don't know what your answer is going to be. Usually when people do this, they say, no, there's no way. If I change, now again, it depends. I don't know what you're doing exactly, but for this client here, she's made dramatic changes. And so, you know, so she hasn't lost the weight she expected to in a month, but I have her come out and I say, if you maintain that way of being for the next year, what do you think is going to happen? Honestly, be honest. If you believe nothing's going to, you're not going to lose the weight, fine. I'm not, I'm not judging that, but I want you to actually, what is your answer? Using your full mind, not this little little limiting belief, scare, fear, oh, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to think about that. You look at it. And what you usually will come to is, of course I'll lose weight. Of course. Because your weight is a reflection of your calorie consumption over time. You know, so that's what I would suggest to you. You know, is and, and if you want to answer that question, I'd be curious to hear. I, I think you did answer. I'm gonna to get to it one second. I'll, I'll get to it right now, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Ky- okay. So, Kyle says, "Yeah, I'm in." What? What is that? Where is SA? I don't know what that flag is. Is that like? South America? I don't know if like that is. South Africa. All right. I've been South Africa and started seeing a dietitian, but have this fear of failing and don't know if I might have medical things that could influence it or is that not possible? Okay. Okay. So, so I'm glad. I want, I want to take this deeper. Maybe you have medical issues. Okay. What I want you to do is notice how that, that fear that fear gets most of its power from not being acknowledged and dealt with. That, that fear gets most of its power when we try and ignore it. OK, and, and that's one of the worst parts of fear of failing, because if you take that fear of failing and we bring it out forward, we say, OK, what am I scared of? What is my fear that I'm going to change my eating and I'm not going to lose weight Hmm, that I'm going to change my eating? and I'm going to realize there's a medical issue. OK, but then again, when we look at it logically and rationally, a lot of times you get to where you say, well, you know what? I'd rather know what that is so then I can deal with that. No, that now like it's interesting because when you take that process of taking that little fear and bring it in front of you and you add a solution oriented mindset to it you become unstoppable and what happens is you simultaneously start working through your fears and it's those fears that are causing a lot of shitty eating behaviors as well and a lot of the metabolic factors that may be influencing your weight negatively and it just feels better and so you bring these fears out in front and you say well maybe I'll see a dietitian and it won't work that right that's a fear maybe I'll see a dietitian and that won't work how how would that be possible? How would I see a dietitian not work? Well, maybe I'll see a dietitian. They'll tell me what to eat, and I just won't. I won't be able to follow it. Oh, I won't be able to follow it. <laughs> just I am saying. So it's like you work through these living beliefs. You got to bring them out front because right back here you don't work through them. You just run away from them, and that's a whole different way of being than bringing them out front and saying, "Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on." <laughs> you know what I mean? You get very analytical and logical, and you aim at it like a laser. And genuinely. Well, what if fire is a physical thing? What physical thing could it be? Maybe it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's my metabolism. What's that mean? Maybe it's my thyroid. Maybe. But even if it's any of those things, it all comes down to your calorie consumption anyways. No matter what your physical situation is, if you reduce your calories, you're going to lose weight over time. You let me know. I get, I had people on here yesterday. So the new one is PCOS. Well, I got PCOS. I can't lose weight. And they were on here yesterday. I go, I finally realized it wasn't a PCOS. I was using it as an excuse and I was eating too much. I cut down what I was eating and I starting losing weight. Well, that's been my experience too. Menopause, metabolic disorders, insulin resistance, hormones, thyroids, Hashimoto's, PCOS, whatever. I've worked with all these people and watched them all lose weight. So what do you want me to tell you? You know, that's what I see. So when we lower the calories, we, we lose weight over time. Now, yeah, you we all lose weight differently. Some lose weight quick and some lose weight slow. Maybe lose, I'm worried I lose weight slow. Oh, okay. I lose weight slow. So what do I want to do? It's not worth it because I lose weight slow. It's not worth losing it. Or so I lose weight slow. I don't care. I'm going to do this forever. I don't give a shit. Whether I lose weight in three months or a year, I don't give a shit because I'm going to live the next hundred years at my goal weight. So I don't care how long it takes. Well, now you just took that fear and blew it up right with the TNT, you know, but you have to get it out from the back there where it's wreaking havoc, pull it out front and question it. You get like that attitude, you know, don't let those fears run you, you run them. Um, five nine two fifty three. I'm now one eighty five, one ninety, and I've been keeping it off. And this might be the weight I will stick with. Super. That's great. That's what I mean. There is no right or wrong. There is no fucking goal weight. There, there's no weight you have to be at. There's the weight you desire and you choose to be. It's always that way. You weigh what you want to weigh subconsciously. Okay. You're choosing your weight, and so you need to be congruent with it. You know because you're always in control of your weight. And so if you want to wait, if that's the goal weight that feels best for you, because again, it's not just what weight you want to be at. It's just like money. Oh yeah, I want to have a billion dollars. I don't want to work like that. I don't want to, so I don't want a billion dollars. Do you know what I mean? Like in, in the real world, you know what I mean? So it's the same with the weight. I want to be at this amount of pounds. Okay, well, you got to do this, 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 this to, to do it. Nah, okay, maybe I actually, this is more the, the place I want to be. So great job. Okay. Because I always say like, the path of weight mastery is really two processes. It's action and acceptance. You have to take action to to do the things, but then at some point you're going to have to accept things. And that's a challenge too because we live in a culture where we're always shown perfection. There's always something better. You know what I mean? Like there's always something we can feel bad we're, we're not doing. And so there that is a part of the process, really accepting who you are. And if you at that 185, 190, that's where you feel the best, then you own that and really just like, I'm at my weight. There's nothing better. I I don't think there's almost like nothing better than being like, I weigh exactly what I want to weigh that level of control. Like I'm obsessed. I love it. I I find a lot of, and it's not because I look a certain way. It's because it's a sense of mastery. I'm very proud of it because it's not just, I don't just eat. I don't just follow a diet. It's, it's a whole, I always say like, you take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. So my weight mastery is really a side effect of my personal development path. And and that's a big important piece of this. And so, I'm very happy that I feel really in control of my weight, in control of my lifestyle, in control of my eating. It jazzes me up each and every day, you know. And I don't give a shit what the number is, you know. I I, I I've chosen higher numbers, so that's a so i I lost fifty pounds and I maintained the same weight for thirty years. There was one blip about twelve years ago when I we moved into our house, we redid the whole house at the same time we had a baby. This baby didn't sleep great, you know. So it's like a crappy sleeping. And um, was exhausted, you know, of running business, all that stuff, and I put it, I put like 25 pounds on. And um, what I did though is, as I, I dropped 15 of those pounds, and I simultaneously I raised my goal weight because in that situation where life was kind of challenging for me to get that extra 10 pounds off, in that situation was a lot extra work I didn't want to do. And so I raised my goal weight for the one that felt right for the situation. But I, I think that's a healthy way to be with things. You know what I mean? Because that weight. That number doesn't live in a vacuum. You, you know what I mean? It, it depends on where you're at with your lifestyle and, and how you're going to eat and all the rest of it, you know, what you're willing to do. Um, had bowel cancer surgery in 2021 and lost 60 pounds in seven weeks. I can eat again and gained it all back. Yeah, I, I mean, that sucks. And and that's that happens in so many different ways. Um, I, I hope you're you're good with the surgery and, and that you're cancer-free. Um, but I know that's hard. When, when you lose a bunch of weight and then you put it back on which is why I always say like, like the people are like, oh, what do you think about water fasting or extended fast? And I think they're horrible because psychologically it is difficult to lose weight and then put it all back on. People can usually deal with a couple of those. Um, but what I would say is that you start to, again, it's the same thing for everyone. Is like you need to create a system, a one of a kind system, a one size fits one system for you that works for you. Like how you're gonna, th- again, I think there's three pillars to weight mastery, mindset, lifestyle, eating. I make the pyramid shape mindset's the bottom, most important, lifestyle's on top of that, and then the eating. And um, I think when you really fixate on those and consistently are tweaking and optimizing those, you can master your weight. And, and so I, I feel bad because you now have a negative association to weight loss, right? Now, weight loss is associated with massive disappointment, you know, because you lost it and then you put it back on, and that's a hard thing psychologically. So recognize that, um, and again, get on a path of mastery because just losing weight's not enough, folks, right? You got to do it in a way that works for you. Whoops. Um, My alkaline vegan journey. Do a complete water fast for at least 21 days to lose the weight and the toxins and completely reset. Um, Yeah, I don't don't buy into that. But again, you do what you want to do. I lost 60 pounds in 21 days and I've maintained it for three years. I also got rid of high blood pressure. Congratulations. I, I say good for you um thanks for the rose uh you know the, the core r- rule of, of program yourself in is that there's no right or wrong there's only what works for you so that extreme um process worked for you and congratulations anyone that's inspired by that and wants to do it knock yourself out because <laughs> uh, program yourself did i'm diet agnostic I, i'm not i don't most of the cases long-term water fasts don't work long-term um but there's always outliers Okay. So, you know, that's, uh, that's that. Thank you for sharing your views and answering my question. It helps many people. You're welcome, Kaja. I'm glad my answer. I think you definitely have to lose weight if you maintain a calorie deficit. Oh, okay. Kaja. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So, so hold on to that. And you're cause you're still, that little belief going to keep popping up, but it's now it's up to you to keep pulling it out and saying, no. And, and the more you do that, the more what you do is you reinforce the alternate belief. I know if I, cause I, I went through the same thing cause it was like, because everyone's going to have to deal with this. I promise you, no matter what, on your weight loss journey, you're going to feel discouraged and disappointed at some point. Even, I guess somebody come on and say, I've been listening to hypnosis sessions for 10 weeks, and I've only lost 10 pounds. Well, the fuck what do you want (laughs) what do you want 20 pounds like you you have these ideas in your mind that are bullshit because you've been exposed to millions of diet ads in your life and they're all telling you the same thing you're gonna lose this amount of weight in this amount of time this extreme amount outlier amount of weight in this extreme uh, outlier amount of time (laughs) and so it's conditioned you to think um unrealistically about weight loss and that sets you up for discouragement so um, you, you, you at some point, guaranteed, you're just going to run into, oh, this is taking longer than I thought, or I don't know, am I ever going to lose the weight? You're going to have those beliefs, so you need to have a strategy in place to deal with that. And this kaji you, you, you experienced it once. Because what's going to happen tomorrow if you ask yourself, if I keep in, myself a calorie deficit, am I going to lose weight? Guess what? You ask that, self, that question tomorrow and you really think about it, you're going to come up with the same answer. I'm going to lose weight. And every time you do that you reinforce that belief till eventually that little limiting belief just disappears because it knows what's coming and now you got a new belief if i stick to the plan i'm gonna lose weight that was the biggest shift for me that i really i ha- my faith became rock solid i really one thousand percent before i lost any of the weight i believed a thousand percent if i do this thing and my big thing at first was not eating at night and I said, if I don't eat at night, I know I'm going to lose weight. I know it 100%. And I got fixated and obsessed with changing that behavior. I didn't give a shit if I lost weight or not. I didn't care. I mean, I cared a little bit, but I didn't really care because I was really focused on the behavior. And I got fixated on when I go to bed at night. Again, program yourself done. We have a two minute technique we use, a self-hypnosis technique. And so I do that and I would review my day. And if I didn't eat at night, I felt amazing. I was like really proud of myself. And then I wake up the next morning, the first time I was like, what did I do last night? I didn't eat, I'll oh, start my day off real proud of myself because of the behavior. And that behavior had the belief attached to it that I know that that's going to lead to me losing weight. Think about how much of a difference that would make for you, right? You said, I mean, like, so it's all this subtle stuff that's really impacting your weight. The main thing affecting your weight is your mindset. And you never, you never develop your mindset, you never train your mindset, you know, which is the core reason why you're not achieving the weight that you want to achieve. You know, so program yourself then really is steeped in the mindset piece. But again, there's a lifestyle in the eating pieces as well. Um, but great answer, Kaja. I'm glad you took some time and, and answered that. Doriana, if you have been struggling for a while, go order Jim's program, Game Changer. You'll love it. Yeah, Doriana just started it. Um, yeah, it, it's really, it's the most comprehensive weight mastery program you'd ever see because it's not just, I'm not, there's no part of it me saying, do this. Do you know what I mean? Like that every diet, if you really boil it down to something, every diet is them saying, do this. And you're supposed to just force yourself to do it. And that's the problem. You never learn how to get yourself to do it. And so, you know, I've spent 20 years professionally. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions helping just normal ass people do the things they want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, so my favorite compliment I get is like people like, this is the most practical program, the most practical approach to mastering your weight. That really makes me happy because I'm in the trenches like – I could read a diet. I could just say, Oh, this is what I eat. Just eat this. And you know, you, you want to know it, but it's like, that's not what's going to lead you to lose the weight. You need to learn how to influence your, yourself and influence your behavior. So you start acting the way you already know how. And again, the thing is, it's not that hard. It's not rocket science, but it's something you never, ever learn. You, you never think about it or learn it. Um, thanks Dorian. I appreciate that, that, uh, that plug. Um, Did you master your weight? She just started the program. Um, Your potential, I'm working towards my goal weight, yes. Yeah, and it starts right away. That's the thing you wanna recognize is that weight mastery, it really starts the second you start walking the path. Do you know what I mean? Like as soon as you say, I'm gonna master my weight, it's like you step into a new world and then it just becomes just levels of mastering your weight. But it's really an inside-out process your weight loss and mastery starts on the inside with how you think and specifically how you think about yourself that's the first thing you kind of got to deal with after you get motivated so the program the mindset piece we have motivation your self-image habits emotional eating um thinking like a thin person and then maintenance but the self-image is really where the program begins really defining yourself in a new way um, you think of yourself as an overweight person, you identify as an overweight person, and you need to change that if you're ever going to live as a thin person. I, I've done thousands of sessions, and everyone's lost weight and then put it back on. I said, well, what happened? And, and the answer always comes down to some version of, I didn't feel like myself. You know, you don't like being overweight, but you have to recognize that you're familiar with it. You're comfortable with being overweight in the world. You know how to go about in the world, You know, relate to people as this overweight person. That's kind of how you've learned to be. So you need to realize that part of this transformation of becoming thin is an inside out version of changing how you think about yourself. I hope that makes sense. Um, I'm cancer free now. Thank you. Oh, good, good. I was so ravenous at the beginning. It was traumatic. I get that. I get that. I I, I feel for you because intense situations can create intense kind of grooves in our mind. Um, Almost traumatic. Like, Oh, you just said it was traumatic. Um, there's a lot of trauma with weight loss. You know, I I find that like dealing with that now, again, I'm not like an analyst. I don't like just like talk about trauma. I really like to identify the trauma, acknowledge it, and then work on solving it, you know, strategies that help move you in the direction, regardless of that. But, but, but it is a thing. It's a thing. Um, It's a, it's a real effect that you have to deal with, you know, hi from Denmark. Nice. How's it going? Thoughts on losing weight by starving or cutting calories too low. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't see the point of it. I, I don't, I bounce, I bounce everything I'm going to do off of, well, I, is this something I'm going to do long-term? Like if it's not something I want to do long-term, I just won't do it. Okay. So that's important for me. And so anything I'm going to do or commit to or try to do, it's something that in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to do this forever. And that's been a real helpful state of mind because I now, here I am 30 years later with that mindset. And I have like, I, I love I love the pro- I love the day to day reality of not living at this weight. It's living as this version of myself because this is what the big distinction we make with program yourself. Then we really don't focus on the weight loss piece. This is a, a core component because you have no biological you have no biological mechanism in yourself that wants to lose weight. It's the opposite. Every part of you wants to gain weight. You know, so if you're just trying to like focus on that scale going down for your motivation, you're gonna have a tough time the much smarter way to do it is to really reframe this process as one of becoming the best version of yourself possible that's a much more motivating goal that includes your weight and so that there makes it much more uh empowering but anyways yeah so starving yourself or cutting your calories too low that doesn't sound like the best version of me me being starving is not the best version of me you know me being really really hungry not the best version of me me losing weight Doing something that I can't maintain, not the best version of me. You know, me doing something that I know I, I, the way I live and eat now, I could see myself doing this 150. I love it. You know, so that gives me a lot of a strong foundation and a strong sense of certainty. Um, down a few pounds this week, just changing my mindset and installing these amazing mantras. Awesome job, Doriana. The mantra she's referring to in my pro, just to give you an example of what I mean, because program self then really is so different than anything that's out there. Um, You know, again, the diet you start and it's like, okay, Monday, and you start with your motivation. You just expect that motivation is just going to last the whole time for some reason. Um, I don't expect that. So in my program, I know the hardest part of change is remembering to change because <laughs> we're automatons. We just, we live our lives on autopilot primarily. So the first thing you do in my program is you download an app. I deliver the, the app, the program through an app on your phone. Cause I know the phone's part of your life already. And so you wake up tomorrow morning, every morning you wake up, there's a little message from me. You click on it and it brings you to a session, a five minute hypnosis session. That's the commitment you're making. I'm gonna listen for five minutes in the morning to the hypnosis sessions. Each session has a weight loss mantra in it. So after eight weeks, you've got 57 weight loss mantras in your mind. You've started every day for the last eight weeks, relaxed and calm, connected to the best version of you. Okay? And then at night, I send you another reminder. You don't have to remember, I remind you. And it's a reminder to do your two-minute self-hypnosis technique, okay? Which is the core part of the program. And then there's also a 10-minute self-hypnosis session at night. A sleep gnosis session, one with a countout if you want to listen to earlier in the night, one without a countout so you can use it to go to sleep with a core weight loss mantra in it. So I'm reprogramming your subconscious mind so you start to think like a thin person. And guess what happens when you think like a thin person? You're never going to believe it. You start to act like a thin person. <laughs> and so it's like, it's the complete opposite of a diet where with a diet, you're trying to force yourself to act some different way and you feel like you're fighting against yourself. With this approach here, we're going to the inside of how you think and feel, and we're changing that. And when you think differently and feel differently, you tend to eat differently. So it's a much more comfortable, sustainable way to do it. Um, Kaja said, if the reason behind weight loss is health and being healthier without losing 50 kilograms still aids in health. Yeah, of course. And Angie's travels, as long as you're in a calorie deficit, does it matter what the food you're eating is. Um, it doesn't technically, but realize that eating, eating high, like high calorie, high processed foods it's very difficult not to overeat those. So yes, on a scientific level, calories is the main thing. So if you eat a cal- you know, 100 calories of cookies, 100 calories of apples, it's 100 calories. But if you eat 100 calories of cookies, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to end up eating 500 calories of cookies. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's the, that's the trick of that whole thing, okay? So yes, technically it's the calories, but the way those calories are, you know, the package those calories come in has a huge impact on how many you're going to eat them you know, and a lot of other things. So, so yeah, there's a difference how to change from conscious to subconscious. Yeah, it's simple. Um, programming yourself subconsciously is easy. You do it all the time. Hypnosis is the process of influencing your subconscious mind. It's not the process of going into some deep trance. You do it every time you're watching TV or watching a movie. That's a state of hypnosis. You're, you're relaxed and calm and you're imagining you're in this scenario. That is on the TV or on the screen. And you're having an experience related to that. So if you're watching sports, you're hyped up, releasing adrenaline. If you're watching a comedy, you're laughing. You're watching a horror movie, you're nervous. You're watching a drama, you're sad. So this is using your imagination to create a response in your body. And so hypnosis is very easy to do. And so when we go from conscious to subconscious, we're really using our imagination. So, you know, you could could say, oh, I got to go to the gym. I'm going to start going to the gym. Okay, well, that's a conscious thought to install it subconsciously when do you want to go to the gym where where in the day oh, i'm gonna go so now we get more specific i'm gonna go two o'clock right after work i'm gonna bring my bag of clothes with me i'm gonna drive to the gym right after work and so now I have you close your eyes and imagine finishing work getting in the car driving to the gym grabbing your bag going in there working out being done feeling amazing do you see what i mean it's way more powerful than just saying oh, i gotta go to the gym this week that's just one small example of how to use um how to become subconscious and, and make it work um how do we get a private session i i don't really do private sessions and i don't suggest them um i i don't even i don't have time for those right now uh my private coaching i don't i'm not really looking for people with that right now it's 25 grand as well you know for some people that's not a lot of money i know people the money gets weird um, I just started working with someone new. It, it's more, I don't want to sound like this guy, but, but it's more celebrities, very successful people. This person's in the movies. So it's like, there's more motivation. There's more, you know, resources to do it. But here's the thing. Program yourself then is the path to go because right now this is, I've just released this start in January. This is kind of the third iteration of it. And right now you can work with me one-on-one for way less and you can work with me every Tuesday and Thursday for eight weeks and I work with you directly you know so that is you know need to get the whole program so if you want to get into my world what I want you to do is go to my bio and click that link and get that hypnosis session I give you a free hypnosis session it's a, a motivation session let's <laughs> hold on one second thunderstorm over here so um so yeah so so click that link and go get your hypnosis session uh, as soon as you get the session, uh, it takes a second to send it to you. So I send you to a training, three steps to master your weight, watch that training. Okay. And at the end of that training, I explain the program to you and you can get it at a discount. You can go to program yourself then and, and learn about it as well. But I'd strongly recommend get, get that program. That's the way better deal. Um, for right now. I mean, yeah, listen, working me one on one's a good deal too. Um, but, but it's a, again, it's a, it's a lot more, you know, but yeah, for most people that the program is, is really the deal of century right now. It's so good. I love that you make it so simple to understand. I'm I'm ready to take control. That's awesome. And that's my goal. Again, I, I'm in the real world, talking with real people. So I like to pride myself on, you know, that I have practical strategies that make sense. And um, that's my goal. Um Yoda says, I'm huge. I love chocolate. Eating one now. I lied. That's the second. <laughs> all right. Well, you got honesty on your side, all right. So um, you know, hey, it's uh if you love chocolate, at least you enjoy it. Can you put me to sleep until I lose the weight? Then let me come back. <laughs> They're funny. As long as you're in a calorie deficit, does not matter what the food you're eating? i answer that one. All right. All right, everyone, I gotta get out of here. Gotta call. Um, but again, yeah, go check out, get that hypnosis session. It's really good. It's the, the new Thin Me. It's a session designed to kind of kickstart you. So to help you clarify what your goal is and feel really motivated to make it happen. Um, oh, cool, yeah, your daily meals are great. Yeah, and that's another, I didn't even tell you that. Again, I'm here for you, regardless if you get the program or not. Go sign up for that because then I send you daily emails. It's daily coaching. It's really good. It's a program I used to I used to charge people for it. Now I just give it to you for free. Um, oh, they, yeah, I love the support from South Africa. I love my South African clients. Uh, so, yeah, so go, go sign up for that. I give you a bunch of stuff. Check out the program. Get in if you want to. Uh, get it there today. You'll be on the call tomorrow. We'll be working together. So that's how it is, and I'll be here helping you the next eight weeks. Um, but either way, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Goodbye.